Looking for a resource written for young people that explains the Mormon religion from a biblical worldview? Mormonism 101 for Teens by Mormonism Research Ministries' Eric Johnson addresses basic LDS doctrine while answering important questions such as, is it okay to date my Mormon friend? This book will help you better understand what can otherwise be a complicated religion. Mormonism 101 for Teens, available at the Utah Lighthouse Bookstore in Salt Lake City or purchase online at mrm.org. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry, and with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. Bill, could you pass the eggnog, please? <laughs> well, let's begin by wishing everyone a very happy Thanksgiving, a day set aside in our country. Originally, to give God thanks, I don't know who atheists are thanking, but obviously they should be thankful to someone for the things that they have. But what we've done normally on this show uh, for many, many years now is to take today and tomorrow and express our thanks to you, our listeners, to those of you who pray for this ministry and pray for this radio show, to thank those of you who have considered us as part of your missions giving, because certainly your financial support is very helpful as well to pay the bills here at Mormonism Research Ministry. But what we do is we go back and we read some of the mail that we have received from people who subscribe to our newsletters or people who have been on our website, listen to this program, and read some of those and then talk about some of the things that they have said, because your comments certainly do mean an awful lot to us. Whether they're long, whether they're short, it encourages all of us here at Mormonism Research Ministry because our message is not only getting out there, but it's being received and hopefully used by many of those who hear what we have to say on this very important subject regarding the history and theology of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I want to start off with a letter that we received here at MRM. It was addressed to our staff, and I might mention that, Eric, not only, of course, you and I are staff, but we also have Aaron Shafawalaf, who is on our staff. Uh, my wife, Tammy, who kind of runs the office. Without her, this ministry wouldn't function at all. Many people don't even know she's behind the scenes doing a lot of that very important work. But we also have Sharon Lindblom. Sharon Lindblom, who lives in Minnesota. She's been a part of Mormonism Research Ministry for many, many years now. She writes a column on our website, that's Mormonism in the News, but she's been a, a great encouragement to us and in proofreading our material to make sure it's as free from any type of bad grammar that Bill McKeever might insert in there, because I confess, sometimes I write like I talk, and that might not be a good thing. This one, as I said, is written to the MRM staff. She says, thank you for your ministry. I look forward to the newsletters, and I find your website to be one of the best resources on Mormonism. Several years ago, your website materials helped me work through many issues of Mormonism with my now son-in-law. I'm very happy to let you know that he made a commitment to the biblical Jesus and is leading his family as a godly man. 
He still struggles with some of his Mormon roots, but is growing in his relationship with Christ. Thank you so much for your work. It is making a difference. Letters like that are very encouraging because she has taken the information and she shared it with someone. In this case, she's sharing it with a loved one, her now son-in-law. And to hear that he's now made a commitment to the biblical Jesus and is leading his family as a godly man, I mean, how can you not be blessed by a comment like that? Now, when she says he still struggles with some of his Mormon roots, that's not uncommon. I know uh, some people may think that once they leave the LDS church and even put their faith in the Jesus of the New Testament, that all of a sudden, all that they knew about Mormonism kind of disappears. A lot of former Latter-day Saints do find that they have to be particularly careful to not let a lot of those doctrines that were erroneous that they believed and held while they were members, and to separate those from what the Bible has to say. The only way they can really learn this is by learning what the Bible does teach. You have to know the truth in order to discern what is the error. I think it needs to be pointed out that we're not just wanting people to leave Mormonism. I mean, it's great when they leave Mormonism, but if they end up going to atheism, agnosticism, or nothing at all, which is about what half do— that defeats the purpose. I want them to come into a relationship with Jesus. And in this case, this gentleman not only left Mormonism, but apparently has a relationship with Jesus. That's what we want to see. I think that's a great point to make, because I think many Latter-day Saints who view us as some kind of enemy think that that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to get them to leave the church, and we don't want to give them anything to replace what they have left behind. We certainly do want them to have a relationship with the Jesus of the New Testament. And we find that many of those who do leave the LDS church and find that relationship, such as this man that this woman talks about here, they find that their life is much more fulfilled, much more complete. And I know I'm speaking with a bit of prejudice on my part because I do claim to be an evangelical Christian, but I think what we have is far better than what the LDS Church is offering its people. Another letter, Bill, that says this, heard your show today, I'm a Mormon, and I think you're right. Now, that's an interesting comment because some people may not realize we are airing on Christian radio stations, and so you would naturally assume we're going to have a lot of professing Christians listening to the show, but we do have a lot of Latter-day Saints listening to the show. We know that from emails such as this and another one that we're going to read. But when a a Mormon writes us to say, I think you're right, and we've had that happen a number of times, where we've had Latter-day Saints, they listen to our arguments, and they realize that what we're saying is accurate. And I think we should make a point about this. We try very hard to be as accurate as possible with the information that we are disseminating on this show and in our ministry. It would do us no good to deal with the sensational to go off into the gray areas. It's better to just state it like it is and be able to back up our views with comments, writings, or statements that have been made by LDS leaders to show that when we criticize what they say, they have actually said what we are saying they are saying. We don't want to engage in the straw man argument. I know we get a lot of that from well-meaning Latter-day Saints who disagree with us. They will accuse us of things of that we're not really doing at all. Maybe that's a a normal defense mechanism with them. It could be. 
but we try to be as accurate as possible with the information. Now, there's times when we express our opinions, and they're just that. They are our opinions. But when it comes to what LDS leaders have said, we want to quote them in their proper context. We try very hard to have accurate references. We can make mistakes on that. And if we do, we hope you'll call us on it and correct us. Here's another email related to what we've just said. And this person says, been a Mormon for about 60 years now. Your research and articles are a real blessing. Keep up the good work, especially like the article about the quotable Nelson that's found on our website at mrm.org slash November 21, 2021 Nelson with hyphens between November 2021 Nelson. Ha, he says, if this behavior keeps up among the general authorities, they will be teaching by example that we don't need Jesus Christ, only the current living prophet. Now, that's an interesting statement that this individual makes. For a person who claims to be a Latter-day Saint and has been one, I would assume, for much of his life, to say there may be a time where Latter-day Saints will say, we don't need Jesus Christ, only the current living prophet. Um, I don't think he's implying that Jesus will never be a part of LDS theology. I think that will always be a part of what they believe. They need their view of a Jesus because their view of Jesus bolsters a lot of the doctrine that is unique to Mormonism. So they're never going to get rid of him as an, an entity. What I think he's implying is because he mentions the quotations from Russell M. Nelson, the 17th president of the church, he's, I think what he's saying here is we won't need the words of Jesus any longer. We're only going to need the current living prophet. I think that has already happened. I think that's where they are right now, quite honestly. Yeah, and, and the article that is being re referenced here is one where I showed how in the past four to six conferences, how Russell M. Nelson was being cited in almost every single general conference talk. That was not the same as previous years. So I compare and I show how that's very much the same. And I have been doing reviews of the Come Follow Me series, the Old Testament curriculum for 2022. Uh, I have seen that as well, where they are talking about, for instance, the word of the Lord, referring to the Old Testament prophets and then showing how the current living prophet, they're taking the place of the, the biblical prophets it's very true that the current living prophet sometimes does play a more prominent role than Jesus does. I'm not saying they don't have Jesus there, but so often the current living prophet is what is emphasized. Well, why wouldn't it be like that, Eric? Because even in their own theology, even the past prophets don't carry the weight of the current living prophet, even though they give the impression that their prophets are getting their information from this God they call Elohim, this God who was once a man, but it would only show us that if they don't believe what, let's say, Brigham Young taught, or even some of the things that Joseph Smith taught, and they're teaching something different today, then obviously this God is giving new information to these current leaders that differs from what was there in the past. There's one more here. Uh, it says, it's a blessing to give to this ministry. Well, that certainly is important. I mentioned that a little bit earlier. And again, I just want to thank all of you who do consider this as part of your missions outreach. We are a missionary organization. We are here as missionaries in the state of Utah to reach out to the Latter-day Saint people, just as other Christian missionaries go to other various countries to talk to specific people groups. That's what we are doing. We do thank you for those tax-deductible gifts. We don't talk about it very often, but a person who would want to support us can go to mrm.org slash donate, and there are different ways that you can do that. But without you, we're not able to do what we do 
We uh, do other things as well as this website, mrm.org. We do a lot of answering letters and talking to people. So there's a lot that we do here besides just doing this radio podcast. And we might mention it's the year in giving that really gives us a big push into the following year to underwrite a lot of the projects that we are planning to do for this next year in 2023. We do thank all of you out there who do consider this work with your financial giving. Another one here, Eric, is thank you for all your years serving the Mormon community, bringing truth with such respect. I love your resources and use them often. See, there's another aspect that I think is important for us. We don't want to be obnoxious or arrogant when we deal with these topics. Yes, you could say when it comes to the teachings of the leaders, we tend to notch it up a little bit because we really do think they know that there's a problem here, and they're not being honest with their people. But we look at the Latter-day Saint people as really sincerely being deceived. A lot of them are. They're very sincere in what they believe, but they're sincerely wrong. Now, they can think that of us, and that's fine. I would understand that coming from their worldview. But we try very hard to not only bring out the truth, but to do it in a way that shows, as we say in every broadcast, to do it with gentleness and respect. And so a comment like that certainly means a lot to us. Tomorrow we're going to continue looking at some more of of the correspondence that we have received from people such as yourselves, and I hope they will encourage you as much as they encourage us. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.